Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on uh, the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Justin, Virgin Bat Evangelista. Come to me. I'm here for you. Listen to me. Oh, 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 yes. Listen to us, actually. Us, us. As a You while you're talking, me while I'm talking, and Dave... Burls, Berlin. Happy hump day, boys. Good to be back. Oh, yeah. We are always humping on each the other. Radio. Oh, Wait, okay. On and that other. too. Uh, guys, I am very excited about the show because we have none other than one of my favorite guests and a returning guest at that. Say what? We have none other than Barry Privet from Ooh. Carbon Leaf. Yes. They release their album, Gathering. We're going to give away a signed copy on Instagram this week. That's right. Keep a lookout, listeners. Make sure that you see that and you you enter. Yes. Yes, you do. Do it. Um, do it. Wait, what? They've got a new tour. It's called Look Past the Future. Mm, Thought-provoking, wow. am I right? We are giving the listeners a blockbuster show today. Yes. Yes. Blockbuster. Justin, have you heard that phrase before? Dude, blockbuster? I loved blockbuster and Hollywood video, dude. <laughs> That's I right. I knew it. I knew you were a fan. I um, miss it. Do you actually know, though, where, where blockbuster the term comes from? Hmm. I want to say, like, cinema, man. Well, obviously, we have the old store. It was used in cinema, but actually, that's not where the name comes from. What? Educate me. Well, you know, I'm I'm a super cool, dope, fresh guy. Nope. And sometimes on the weekend, <laughs> I, I, I do a little research in etymology, the study of words, Holy. the origin of words. I mean, who doesn't? Am I right? Sitting around with your posse on a Saturday, and you're like, fellas... Would say we find some words and phrases, their origins. Word. Anybody? Mm. Huh? The origins? Yes. Well, anyways, I did that with Blockbuster. Sweet. It comes from World War II. What? Oh. The British referred to bombs that were 4,000 pounds or heavier that could level entire blocks of buildings as Blockbusters. Oh. Literal that, Blockbusters. See, don't worry, I assure the listeners that in no way that type of blockbuster is what we are offering. That is not what we are offering. Nope. We are offering the cinema origins of blockbuster. Yes. But it got me it got me thinking. What other kinds of sayings do we have that are weird? Hmm. What kind of weird sayings? Maybe maybe devious backgrounds of some sayings we have. How about this? Dave, have you ever heard yeah. of a deadline? Meeting a deadline? Meeting a deadline, sure, yeah, yeah. Right, right. We sometimes, I mean, they're they're frightening. We have to meet deadlines. They're they're daunting. You're like, oh, geez, constantly. I gotta I gotta get I gotta turn this paper in. 
Oh, I got to get this at work. I got to do this. Well, uh, the the mean uh, the meaning of deadline is actually way worse than that. What in the Civil War? The Confederates had a prison known as Andersonville Prison. And 20 feet away from the walls of a prison was another fence known as the Deadline. Wait, what? That if any prisoner was seen crossing or touching that wall, they would be killed. No questions asked. That was the literal Deadline. So, yes, our, 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 our today meaning, much better. Much better. I love much it. Much more civilized. M- much, much less, uh, Violent. much less scary. Yes! Justin. Yeah, ho, ho. How about, how about the term wreaking havoc? Hmm. Wreaking havoc. I've heard of that, yeah. When yeah. you're uh, just going crazy. Yeah, I used that just yesterday, actually. I, I, well, I, I said those pinto beans I had for lunch, they're wreaking havoc on my stomach. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> Your mistake of eating pinto beans. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, uh, again, much more devious in the past. Way back in the 11th and 12th centuries, havoc was an Anglo-Norman battlefield cry, hmm. and uh, that battlefield cry meant soldiers could bring unlimited mayhem to the battlefield. Jeez. They could, they could loot and plunder all houses, and they could rape and murder citizens. Wait, what? Jeez, jeez. That yes. sounds like what's happening in your stomach. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure pinto beans didn't rape and murder my intestines. Oh. I'm pretty positive. They were mean. You don't know that. But not that mean. Not that mean. Dave, this one, this one's just weird. Uh... Have you ever heard give a cold shoulder? Hmm. Yeah, when you're like ignoring someone because you're mad at them. Right, right. Like, you're, like you girls, get... girls give to us men all the time. Oh, sad. <laughs> hey. Such a gender bias right there. Oh, come on. Um, well, apparently this one comes from medieval, uh, medieval England. Uh, back in the day, it was customary to give a guest a cold piece of meat from the shoulder region of an animal when the host felt it was time for that guest to leave. So true. Oh. Okay, I kind of get it. I like a get parting the... gift. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was apparently a nice way to say, you may get out of here now. Yes! Apparently. It's a very passive, aggressive. I'm, ge- uh, I'm guessing folks weren't that good at small talk then. Oh. I probably would just went, went with that, like a, hey, so I got to gotta get up early for that, that medieval job of mine tomorrow. So, so you guys should... Probably head out now. Like, stop drinking my wine <laughs> and, like, sleeping in my room. My mead. Like, go. Uh, probably a, a not. Mead. Probably. Autumnal mead. Probably not just throw down a shoulder on their on their plate and just be like, yeah. Poor shoulder. Yeah, shoulder. Y- you get it, turds. Get out of here. Anyway. But what happens if you give someone a hot shoulder? Hmm. Well, then it's, it's game on. It's time Lord. to party into the night. That's what that means. Oh, yeah. Justin, how about this one? Have you ever heard butter someone up? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, to like uh, hype someone up and just like, you know, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, so <laughs> so this one, the origin is a little bit up in the air. There are some, There's some debate where the phrase actually originates from. But I find the, this version of it much funnier, so I'm going to use this one. Apparently, there was a customary religious act in ancient India where uh, religious folks, anytime they needed some favor from the gods, 
they would throw butter balls at the statues of their god to seek favor and forgiveness. Word. Wow. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of disrespectful, though. In well, a, well, that's in sort of. Sense. I sort of got to ask, why butter? Yeah. Who, who was yeah, the why? Who why balls like of butter? Yeah. <laughs> who, who was the first person that came up to their statue, and their friend was sitting there, and they started praying, and they're like, "What? No, dummy. Nope. No, that's not what you." you Gods don't like praying. Girl, come on. They like it when you throw butter at their statues, idiot. That's right. Orlando lakes on them. Now scoop some butter and let's get going. Jesus. Good Lord. Well, can't you, believe it's not butter. Yeah. So the listeners out there, don't don't wreak havoc on your community because we did meet our deadline and we will be delivering a blockbuster show where we will not only butter you up but also bury Privet from Carbon Leak. Am I right? Am I and right? Don't, and give and uh, give us the hot shoulder, you know. Give us the hot shoulder, as Justin loves to give everyone while he's humping <laughs> us. Anyway, you know, you know me, fellas. Are you ready to fire it up? You love fire it. it up. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Okay, guys, as I said, we've mentioned it many times. Barry Privet coming a little later in the show. But first, as always, it's birthday suit time. Are you yes, ready? Sir. Yes, of sir. Course. Of course. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay, here we go. Justin, here's a little hint just for you because this was on a show with you. We've mentioned this guy before on the show. Hmm. Uh, okay. Born on February 27th, 1981 in Los Angeles, California. Another side note, all of our birthday suit wearers today, born in California. That's right. California. Yeah. So anyways, born. That's it. February 27th, 1981, Los Angeles, California. Our birthday suit wearer (laughs) was always interested in singing. He sang in public for the first time in seventh grade. He ended up going to Los Angeles County High School for the arts and majoring in theater. That's so crazy to me. Did either of you go to a high school where you can major in something? Hmm. I didn't even know that existed. No, nope. but they have that at um at Douglas Anderson. In that's Jacksonville. so nuts. Oh, that's right, dude. So true. That's so nuts to me. I went to school and they're like, you're majoring in student. That's a fact. Get in. Yeah, you're taking all your classes that you're supposed to take yeah. in your grade. Like, we barely, we had like one AP class. They're like, so here's your AP choice. That's it. Hmm. Like, we didn't have, like, these... So many choices these days. I'm the old guy. Anyways, uh, our birthday suit briefly attended Carnegie Mellon uh, to study musical theater, but dropped out after being offered a recording contract in his first semester. While working on his first album, he was asked on the show Ally McBeal. Yes. He uh, guest starred on Ally McBeal several times, and then his self-titled album was released in 2001. In 2003, he released his album Closer with the single, a cover of You Raise Me Up, which went to number one. Hmm. He's been nominated for four Grammys, and he's been romantically associated with Katy Perry and Kat Dennings. That's right. Name that birthday suit wearer. Come on, Justin. You sang that song on the show. 
you sang "You Raise Me Up" on but the show. But he wasn't—he wasn't the guy that sung it, right? Not well. He sang it. He just covered it. It wasn't his original <sighs> song. Hmm. Uh, who'd you sing? We had this guy before. Who, who'd you sing the song of? Who did? It was Josh Groban. There you go. Yes, Josh. Good job, Justin. Wait, did you say he covered it? He covered the song? It's a cover from what I understand, yes. Really? I didn't see I didn't know it was a cover. I knew I I knew like Josh Groban made that. Wow. wow. I, I mean unless I I, I love me some Josh Groban, especially during the uh Unless Christmas I misread time. it, you know what? I'll check it over the break. We'll we'll yeah. inform the listeners when know, we come man. back. But I'm pretty knowledge guy. I'm pretty sure it was a cover. We're gonna say it's a cover for now. Yeah. I will I will okay. correct it after the break if I'm wrong. But yes, Josh Groban. Josh I love me some Groban, man. Happy Groban. Birthday, Josh. And as I said the first time around, he looks a little like a uh, little like Ross Geller from Friends. Wait, what? Just a little I bit. can see that. Just I can a little see bit. that, the long face. Yeah, and I mean, he gets the ladies. He gets the ladies. I mean, Katy Perry, Kat Dennings, good-looking ladies. That's a fact. Happy birthday, hey, hey, hey. Josh Groban. 38. 38. Happy yeah. birthday. Yes, yes. Fellas, are you ready for some Ripped from the Headlines? Rip it. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. All right, here we go. Dave, do you have a coin collection? Hmm. Uh, I used to collect those. Uh, the, I had the quarter book. Nice. Same here, Dave. The, the Same 50 here, man. States. The 50 states. So you, you, didn't, yep. you didn't collect all 50, huh? Nope. No, I, I quit. I was a quitter. Same, dude. Mm, dang. You got close. You got close. Um, yeah. Probably had like 46 or something. Oh, oh. man. So I close. Know. I'd go back and find it. Did you sell all the coins already? You're going to get yeah, rid of them? I, I, I spent them. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Vending, at the vending machine. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's there, cool. Yeah. There are some pretty expensive coins out there. There are some pretty expensive ones, yeah. uh, rare coins. Uh, recently in North Palm Beach office, uh, there is an office in Palm Beach. Some rare coins were stolen. Oh. Yeah. The coins oh. included some commemor- uh, commemorative presidential dollar coins uh, that were apparently worth up to $33,000. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out a man named Shane Mel. What? Shane Mail. Uh, M-E-L-E. Shane yeah, Shane Mail. What? Uh, he stole them. Uh, what, do you, what do you think he did with them? Hmm. Sold them or used them. That would make sense, right? Sold them on the dark web. Maybe took them to a pawn shop using a fake identity. Maybe sold them on eBay with a burner account on a stolen computer. Nope. Yo. Nope. He put them in a change machine. Wait, what? That's right. He put them in a change machine that gives you a cash voucher. He cashed them for face value. Girl, come on. That's right. Guys, guys, are you ready? Jeez. Guys, are you ready for an extremely <laughs> joke? Hmm. Yo, let's hear it. Despite, it? despite having some change, it seems Shane lacked common sense. Huh? Yes. Oh. Yes. But he didn't lack common sense if you think about it because, yeah, you know what I mean? 
<laughs> I guess he no, had he because, he had he turned uh, expensive sense into common into sense. Common sense. I yes, see. I see dude. what you were doing, Connected. Justin. Connected. Connected. Nicely done, yes. Justin. Are you ready for uh, an actual headline? Mm. Yes, always. Just the headline. Here we go. Arkansas teen jailed after calling nine one one on himself to demand his own arrest. For getting drunk at home. So true. You know what? Yeah. What an honest guy. What an <laughs> honest guy. Honesty is the best policy. Uh, I, in that case, just sober up, man. Just sober up. You're at home. Yeah. Come on, bro. Just, <laughs> but just, I'm, I'm surprised they still like brought him in. Like even came. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, these these police were like, "Yeah, you're gonna learn your lesson. Yes. That's right, you are." It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> rough. Very rough. They're like uh, low on their quota or something, and that's need, need Appa- to get an arrest. Apparently, uh, Dave. Nothing happens. That's in a fact. <laughs> well, it is Arkansas. Yeah. No offense, Arkansas listeners. Ooh-hoo. But we haven't been getting mm. many Arkansas listeners lately, so there you go. Take that. Like Hopefully it. this uh, uh, that fire that fires it up. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll listen to your show. What? I don't know why. We'll definitely listen now. We'll pay you back by listening to your show. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. Uh, Dave. Yep. Uh, were you aware that there is a frightening predator on the loose in Kentucky. What? Wait, what? Oh yeah. shoot. Yeah, um, it, I was not. Yeah, it could be Bigfoot. It could be Wendigo. It could be Chupacabra. Maybe Skunk Ape. The possibilities—they're endless here. Yes! It's frightening. Let me give you the details of the story. Please um, do. Caroline Willett and Dave Hill—they uh, own a farm. In Kentucky, near Louisville. That's right. Uh, last week, they contacted Animal Services uh, in Louisville because six, I repeat, six of their llamas had been attacked and killed. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, no. Whoa. Yes. Six? Yes. So when wow. asked ask about the llamas, Del Hill said, quote, llamas are typically able to defend themselves against predators. All of our llamas that were killed were guard llamas. Were? I mean... (laughs) What? I mean, a lot of people have one or two llamas because all it takes to protect a herd is one or two llamas. We have a whole herd of guard llamas. Word. It's at this point of the story that I'm not going to focus on this mythological beast that's in Kentucky and focus all of my questions on guard llamas. Yes! First of all, who are these people that have guard llamas? I have... Obviously, people that are hiding something. They are hiding something to have guard llamas. I have never heard or seen a llama and thought, guard animal. Nope. That is... Oh, definitely not. (laughs) <laughs> Second of all, show some respect. Are these llamas trained to be guard llamas? Hmm. Because he said people have one or two llamas to protect the herd. Wouldn't that mean that the herd could just protect itself? Yeah, every I'm, llama could do it. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, l- yeah. <laughs> unless these llamas undergo some form of Navy SEAL training and they come out all guard llama ish. I don't understand. 
La- lastly, is it possible that a llama with superior guard training uh, possibly attacked these guard llamas for retribution? Hmm. Maybe the mythological beast in Kentucky is a super llama that's attacking normal guard llamas? Is that possible? This is crazy. Is that I don't? You're onto something. I think you're onto something. <laughs> I want to know the underground world of Kentucky guard llamas. That's what I want to know. We need to do a special location piece on guard llamas. I'm going to Kentucky to look at guard llamas, guys. (laughs) I want to know what guard llamas are all about. I'm sorry. Seriously. I I derailed because I'm so interested about guard llamas. Justin. Yo, yo. uh, I've got to say this actually may rival guard llamas for the weirdest story of the week. Uh, Okay, hit me with it. um, So last year, construction crews were working in Pittsburgh uh, when they discovered human remains behind the house that they were working on. That's scary. Yeah, yeah. And so they worked on it, uh, and the police actually identified. They were able to identify the remains of those of uh, Mary Akuri. A Maria Curie, a woman that went missing in 1964. Wow. What? Yeah, so at the time she went missing, she had a family. She had a son, she had a daughter, and she had she was married to Albert a Curie. Uh, mm-hmm. When the police and folks asked where Mary was, uh, Albert said, you know... She took her things and uh, left her house. Left her house. Uh, went to her. Uh, went to her parents' house. Wait, what? Uh, Albert died a year later in what was an apparent suicide. Hmm. Yeah. Um, now here's hmm. here's the real head scratcher. Uh, before Albert died, when his wife went missing, no one filed a missing person report. And no one filed a police report. Wait, what? I looked at like four different newspaper articles about this story, and they all said that. Word. What? Wow. So no one like cared about this one. What was going on in 1964? I mean. I went to your parents' house. Very a common confused. Thing. Was anyone like, you know what? We should probably check into this. Like, I mean, did anyone call this lady's parents and were like, hey, is your daughter with you? And they were like, uh, yeah, seriously. No. Okay, we got a problem. What about the kids? The kids were never like, hey, you know, I wonder where, where, where my mom went to. Like, no one. I mean, <laughs> wow. the window. No one cared. The window blinds fell on my head at the airport, and there was a police report <laughs> in two minutes. <laughs> this lady was wiped off the face of the earth, and no one checked on it? That seems very sad, peculiar. I, I need more. Guard llamas and this lady are the mysteries of this week. Yeah. I have no idea in either of these stories. So we bizarre. Need more. So bizarre. Uh, Dave, are you ready for another actual headline? Hmm. Give me a real one. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> give me a real one. Man with no arms who swam... For Wales, what? stabbed his dad with a blade held between his toes. Hmm. 
what? Why? Like, what? why did they have to include the whales part? Just, <laughs> just wanted to let you know his allegiance apparently with whales or for whales. Swam for whales, so I'm guessing uh, in some kind of world championships. Like, uh, yeah, like the uh, the special Olympic. The yeah, I, I'm I'm guessing yeah for Paralympics since he had no oh, arms. Oh, oh, whales, yeah. the country. Yes. Yes. Oh, I thought whales. Like he swam and searched. Oh, whales! Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just picturing a guy with no, no arms, well, just like he had dog like, paddling like for with, whales. With some like giant blue whales or he, something. <laughs> well, he had no no arms, and apparently he stabbed his dad. I read nothing of the story, so you're just gonna have to go off of that. I'm sorry. This is crazy. I'm That's so- weird. Oh my goodness, Justin. Yo. Have you ever been kidnapped by an Uber driver and forced into sex trafficking? What? No, man. I'm here. So okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you you apparently have something in comma with Emma Hurley then. Uh, okay. Okay. So, so Emma Hurley requested an Uber at the Tampa airport, and uh, Uber car pulled up beside her. Uh, it didn't match the car's description or the license plate on the app hmm. that said was what? picking her up. She got in. Um, she then started asking the driver questions. Apparently, the driver didn't respond to any of her questions. Uh, this made Emma extremely concerned. So, Emma jumped out of the car while it was still moving. Hmm. Um, yeah. She then went on Facebook and said that the Uber driver was trying to put her into sex trafficking. She no. she said, "quote I later found out she is a sex traffic worker." Wait, what? Hurley wrote, "They use women to lure people in and possibly hang out in the Uber lot to steal rides from similar looking cars." Well, uh, Emma reported this to the police. Uh, the police investigated the claim, and they said, uh, "No." That didn't happen. Apparently, the woman that picked up Emma was a legitimate Uber driver uh, that was not the driver that was supposed to pick Emma up. She just didn't speak English that well. She only spoke Spanish, and she couldn't understand Emma. And Emma, since she got in the wrong car, wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. Uh, The Tampa police concluded the uh, the memo to the public by telling folks, make sure you match your Uber app with the license plate of the vehicle, yeah. the face of the I driver, uh, and the model of the car. You always ask, is this you? So true. So just so you know, folks in Tampa, not sex trafficking in the Ubers. Nope. Just so you know. Stupid. Just so you know. sex trafficking is scary. It's scary, but not happening in the Ubers at Tampa, as reported by the police. It's just uh, West Palm Beach. What? Apparently. Dave. (laughs) Oh, Jupiter, Florida. Dave, are you you ready for the healthiest countries... As reported by Bloomberg. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm, gotta be number one. I'm, I'm interested in that. That's right. 2019's healthiest country. So the countries were graded on life expectancy, tobacco use, obesity levels, sanitation, eating habits, access to clean water, and health care. Uh, hmm. Any guesses on numero uno? Hmm. Japan. Um, Justin oh. says Japan. 
Dave. Maybe, uh, let's say South Korea. Spain. Sweet. Spain. Oh, Spain. Really? Oh. Numero uno. I gave you a little hint with the Spanish That's there. Fact. Dude, um, you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> number two, Italy. Number three, Iceland. Number four, Japan. Justin. Yes. Number four. They dropped two, actually. They were higher in 2000. Yeah, because I know they're pretty high up there. Yeah. Uh, and then number five, rounding out the top five, Switzerland. Any guesses on where America was? Hmm. Um, somewhere in the hundreds. How, how many countries are there total? In the 169. World? We well, they they rated 169 countries. Yes. Um, United States is 125. Woo! What are you saying, Justin? Uh, one, one, 107. Oh, man, you guys are hating on America, which is understandable. We're not that healthy. Oh. But we were 35. Yes! 35. No way. No way. There's no way. I know the obesity really had to drag us down. That one really yeah. had to take us down a notch <laughs> or two. Well, obvious. Yes. Um, bad news, guys. Sub-Saharan Africa... 27 out of the bottom 30. Wait, what? 20. Jeez. 27 out of the bottom 30. Surprise! Mm. This one surprised me. South Africa, last. Mm. South Africa. Wow, that, that is, you always hear good things about South Africa. Oh, well, I mean, especially relative, you know? I mean, yeah. they're, but apparently not. Apparently not doing so good in those aspects of healthiness. Nope. Uh, guys, it's time. Would you rather? Here we go. Uh, Justin. Yo, would you rather take your chances against a whole herd of guard llamas Wait, what? or the thing that has been attacking the guard llamas? Hmm. I mean, all the guard llamas died, so I probably just take Not all of the them. Llama. Not all of them. Six of them were killed. <laughs> That's still a significant You have to fight against llamas. the ones that survived. He didn't say. He just said he had guard a whole herd of guard llamas. You don't know. Uh, there could be like a wave, true. 200 that's warrior true. llamas. But it just seems like six. Like, who has more than 10? <laughs> He's got. Who has more than 10 llamas? 300 against the whole Persian army. Fine. He's got 300 so, guard llamas. Fine. If it's 300, then I will. I'll take my chances against the other mythological creatures. Yeah. He's trained them to say, This is Sparta! That's his guard llamas. <laughs> is or llama. this is llama. <laughs> yes. Mm, this is llama. Okay, he's taking I like it, Justin. I wanted to convince you to not to go against the scary guard llamas. Good. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> you're taking your, your chance against the skunk ape or whatever it is that's killing them. All right, I like okay. it. Whoa, easy. Oh, easy, Justin. Dave. Hmm. Yep. Would you rather try to deal with the guy with no arms that's got a knife in his feet <laughs> or take a rand or take a random choice of the bottom 50 countries in the health index and have to move there and live for 3 years? Wait, what? Oh. Dude, I think you put me in a ring with the guy with no arms. Okay, yeah. And I and I got him. Okay, okay. Wow, dude, you're a bully. Now, did you <laughs> did you wrestle in high school, Dave? Hmm. Did you, were you a wrestler? 
I was not. Okay, well, I was just saying. I was just saying, uh, you know, maybe if you had some some wrestling moves. Nonetheless, yeah. we've made our he decision. He doesn't have arms. You, you don't know what kind of. Apparently, his dad, his dad was sent to the ER. Uh, we got Look, a, he br- swam. I swam. So That's we're true. Even. That's true. But then mate. I, you add my two arms. So okay. All right. I well, got him. I'm just saying. This is hypothetical. <laughs> right. This is hypothetical. I'm just saying. Hypothetical. And it sounds like hypothetically you wouldn't put your money on me. Hmm. Well, I don't. I don't know, Dave. Doubter. I don't know. <laughs> just because he's killed a guy or stabbed I'm, a guy. I'm, I'm speaking in logical progressions. I don't know. Wow, dude. I can't. You're I us. can't do anything but deductive reasoning here. Anyways, guys. <laughs> That has been ripped from the headlines. Are we ready to take a break and hear two classics from Carbon Leaf? Yes. Dude, let's let's jam out. This is What About Everything, my personal favorite, and Learn to Fly right here on the Doc G Show. Holiday quiet on these streets, except for some starving leaves. The dead and fall with the fall, and now they clatter in vain. Holiday sky, midnight clear, wind is high, hard to steer. Old muffler rumbles like an old fighter plane. In search of some rest, in search of a break. From a life of tests, where something's always at stake. Where something's always so far What about my broken car? What about my life so far? What about my dream? What about, what about everything? What about aeroplanes and what about ships that drank the sea? Oh, 
95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. You just heard Carbon Leaf. That was What About Everything, one of my favorite songs. And another one of my favorite songs, which would be Learn to Fly. Right here on Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, uh, Florida. Justin. Mm. You know what to do, listeners. Check out the podcast. It's free. It's up. It's there. Listen to it. Dave. Guys. Check out the website, www.docgshow.com. Yes. (laughs) Do it. Yes. Justin, I have two updates for you. One that we talked about off the air and one that we talked about on the air. The on the air, Josh Groban, he did cover it. We checked over over the break, and it is uh, another secret garden that recorded that song before them in 2002. I didn't know it was a cover, man. I only heard Josh Groban's version, so I thought that was his song, man. No, That's... he dominated it. He owns it. He, he is now. He is now the. Nobody thinks of Secret Garden. Whoever. Secret who? Yeah. Secret who? Josh Groban. Gr- Josh. I don't have anything. Grow something. What? Yeah. He's growing. Mm. Growing something better than the Secret Garden. You no, know what I mean? You know I what do. I mean? Like a beard. Growing oh, fans. Oh. Growing fans. What else? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll keep it. What? Regardless, uh, Justin, also, yes. you mentioned how you had a lovely meal at Safe Harbor. And I would like yes, man. to right now start out our shout outs to the owner of Safe Harbor who liked our post about Safe Harbor on Instagram. Yeah, shout outs to Safe Harbor. Had myself a blackened mahi uh, oh yeah, with the oh, cucumber yeah. tomato salad and you some know puppies, it. Dude. You put you put me on that cucumber salad. You dude, were like, it's dude, the best, man. Cucumber it's salad, and I was like, what? I thought only my mom made cucumber salads, and you were like, no, That's dude, fair. they have them here. And I was like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I had one too when me and Dave went to to evaluate the restaurant. Yeah. But oh, so nonetheless, good. if Safe Harbor wants to set up a live edition, we're ready. Yes! We will come we're in. in. There. We will come in. We will eat fish, and we will talk nonsense. Anyways, guys, are you ready for the shout-outs aside from Safe Harbor? Yes, sir. Where are we going? First off, Everett, Washington. Shout-out. Yes. Ooh. Yes, shout shout-outs out to y'all. Shout out to the Evergreen State. Yes, yes. Are you ready? All Star Weekend. Shout out to Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh-huh. Yes, Ooh, our people. Yes, Dude, speaking indeed. of All Star, man, I've been jamming to the Anthony Hamilton anthem, man. Just grooving to the anthem, just huh? Every day, just that and the Marvin Gaye one in the dude. playlist. <laughs> yeah, you you know it's you know it's good because I mean, good lord, you can't do that with the normal anthem. It's not oh, like you're no, going around no. just. Normal. Anyways, Decatur, Georgia. Shout Decatur. out. Oh, yes. Decatur. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Shout out to the the uh, the famous in Los Angeles, California. Shout yes. Out. Yes. Ooh. Some famous people listening. Giving it. Giving us some listens in La La Land. Shout out. 
Shout out to Forest, Virginia. Shout out. Yes, Forest. Oh. Yes. Forest. Shout out to Phoenix, Arizona. It's hot. Yeah, all right. Shout out. Yes, yes. Desert. Shout out to the Dirty Myrtle, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Dirty Myrtle. Is that yeah. what they call it? That's I've never what, heard it called that. That's what I call it. Because yes. I've Ooh. gotten I've gotten dirty in Myrtle before. Yes. Dude, wow. show me. Yeah. That sounds like a story <laughs> off the air. Oh, Please show there, me now. There are a lot of stories that are associated with that that place of debauchery. <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> you're, you're sick. <laughs> you're disgusting. <laughs> I'm I'm playing it up, listeners. It didn't I, get that crazy, okay? I, I but, can never go there now. Nope. Uh, anyways, lastly, show. Shout out to the Bronx, Boogie Down Bronx, New York. Oh, oh shout out to the Bronx. Yeah. I was just there. It wasn't me, though, I don't think. Nope, nope. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, second birthday suit, gentlemen. Are you ready? Hmm. Of course. Let's go. Okay, this one this one's pretty tough. This one, you're going to have to. I'm going to go ahead and give you the, the area. Literature. What? Literature. That's that's the area. It's going to be tough. Here we go. Born on February 27th, 1902. That's a fact. Holy. In, Sol- in Salinas, California, as I told you, all Cali birthday suit wears. He lived a, a childhood full of outdoor adventures. Hmm. He loved going all over the ranches and the farms of the area. After high school, our birthday suit wearer went to nearby Stanford to study English, but he never graduated. He ended up leaving Stanford and taking on many odd jobs all across the country, moving around. But he always focused on writing. In 1930s, he started writing several... Wait, 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 wait. You know what? That name, Salinas, has like been like in my head. And it, it 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 triggered, dude. It's is that is this John Steinbeck? What? What? what the heck? Dude, it's weird. Dude, I love I loved of mice and men, and I think I think the setting was in Salinas, right? My God, yes. My gosh. Wow. But what a literary giant Justin is. My nah, goodness. Dude, it's just that story, dude. It, it, that that book. It was good, man. I read you, that. You you share a uh a passion uh for the same author that my uh Valedictorian of my high school did as well. Her favorite uh author was Steinbeck and she loved That's uh, right. of mice and men. Yes. It's a great yes. story, man. And I get to tend the rabbits. Yes, yes indeed. Let me finish real quick. 1930s, he started writing several short stories and prose. His first work that achieved critical success was Tortilla Flats. His biggest success uh, was in 1937 and 39. He published Of Mice and Men in 37. He published Grapes of Wrath in 39. He won a Pulitzer for Grapes of Wrath. In 1952, he published his other most famous work, East of Eden. Our birthday suit wearer won a Nobel Prize for Literature in 1962. In 67, he went to Vietnam to document the war that his son was a part of. Jeez. He's often considered wow. one of the greatest American writers of the 20th 
century. John Stein back. Nicely done, Justin. Dude, Justin, I bow down to you, sir. Well, nah, man, it's just just experience, wait, guys. What? <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> Fantastic. No, but it was the Salinas. It was the Salinas. Um, yeah, Salinas, that, California. That I was like, dude, why have I heard that before? He, d he did love writing about his, his childhood area. He did love mm -hmm. it. He did. Very nice. Very nice. He wrote California novels, as they were called. Uh, we we are going to take a break, guys, real quick. But we will be back with none other than Mr. Barry Privet of Carbon Leaf. Very exciting. Oh. Stick around. Hey, what's up? This Rock Montana. This Mucho Yellow. And it's Rockin' Yellow. And you're listening to Dot G Show from 803 to 904. The best show on the radio. You dig? Welcome back to the Doc G Show. I am super excited to welcome back returning guest and, dare I say, friend of the show, yes! lead singer <laughs> of Carbon Leaf, Mr. Barry Privet. Barry, how's it going? <laughs> Cue the applause. I'm good. Yes. How are you? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm excited, man. I was so excited that we got it set up again uh, for you guys to come on the show. I mean, one of my favorite bands. Uh, you guys still still kicking after the 25th anniversary. Yes! Um, very exciting time of year. This week you are starting your tour. You're starting the 2019 tour, which is the Look Past the Future tour. Um, yeah. From what I saw, as far as the setup so far, you got about fifty-seven shows right now. Usually, add some as you go. Uh, up, that leads you all the way up to Thanksgiving. That's all through, yes. all, all over the country. And so, in uh, Florida, you're going to be playing Will's Pub uh, tonight, Wednesday night here in Orlando. Then the Funky Biscuit in Boca Raton. That's uh, tomorrow on Thursday. And then Skipper's Smokehouse in Tampa on Friday night. So you got three locations here in Florida. Uh, I got to ask uh, first, you know, just coming off of the 25th anniversary tour, I know there was a lot of energy to that. I know there was a lot of fun things that went on with that. Uh, do you feel like the band was energized by that for the 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 26th year for this tour for the look past the future tour or do you feel like it was maybe a little bit like oh man we missed that silver <laughs> anniversary now or it has has it really geared you up to to get back out there hmm it's funny i mean it does feel like we just you know finished the tour um and uh you know winter for us is usually we, we stare at the wall for a good month, you know, <laughs> Yeah. everybody kind of goes their separate ways. And, uh, and that's definitely some needed time. Last year was our 25th anniversary. It was right. an extremely packed, you know, year. And, and it was, um, it was also very brutal. We had some vehicle issues and things like that, that we had to deal with while we were trying to make, you know, uh, all the shows work out West 30, yeah. 30 shows, 30 days and all this it was crazy. So we were, we were, definitely spent by by the end of the tour come come mid-december um we could certainly use a few more weeks off but uh <laughs> you were also very used to the rhythm of you know jumping jumping back in and yeah. so after you know after like a day you're kind of 
snapped back in uh, into that mode. So um, at, at, at the end of the at the end of the year, we will have done probably like eighty shows. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. now, now, looking back as far as looking back on the twenty fifth anniversary, uh, what were some of the shows that really stuck out to you that just were you know maybe not even planned because I know a lot of times the you know coming back to richmond and doing the national uh and things like that are sort of uh, big deals but maybe a show that you didn't see that you didn't have like circled that you weren't expecting to be fantastic were there a couple of those shows that really stuck out to you hmm. uh last year was so much about hmm. survival just the <laughs> overall accomplishment of of you know we at four days into our western our west coast tour in september yeah you know the, the, our rig blew up in texas oh. on wait what? on a sunday night uh or sunday afternoon and, um we spent the you know the whole day trying to just figure out how we were going to get to phoenix Man. so you you tend to remember those kinds of things <laughs> and rolling rolling into phoenix on a on a monday night um uh with you know an hour before the show's supposed to start how how did uh, you get to phoenix hmm. um so we we uh it was a le- very long day and a long story but eventually <laughs> we we had our rig towed to el paso and we found a a bus company that could uh uh get us a bus uh, to meet us in phoenix so all we needed to do was to get to el paso to phoenix so we rented yeah. a bunch of vehicle vehicles and got our stuff there and, and and then you know did that but um you know, so when you show up after that kind of stress, and you know, in a place that, like Phoenix, or it could be anywhere, you know, yeah. but but there's actually fans that show up and they're you know they're there at the other end. That those are the kind of things that that stick out to me. Um, Denver, we played we played in Denver um, outdoor show in, in Denver at Levitt Pavilion, and yeah, um, I call I called that it was, on YouTube. That was really. Uh... Yeah, that was it. Was good. It was a fun night. It was cold. <laughs> I was wondering. Well, it's, it was you know October, but then again, it's Colorado. But it's October, and I could see everybody's breath on stage, and I was like, man, jeez, yeah. Drop but, down in you know, it was. It was. It was cold, but it was. It was an awesome show. It was still an awesome night. Yeah. And it showed up, and so you know, it seems like whenever there's just like these outliers where you're like, oh man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's just kind of the fans that, that kind of puts you back into that zone right. for me. Right. Well, well, so, you know, I was mentioning before, uh, you, you have that homecoming show in Richmond. Um, and, and yeah. You, uh, do you have anywhere else that sort of you circle on the calendar that you expect, that you know the fans hmm. are, are really jazzed in that area to see you, that they want to come out and see you? I mean, uh, you, mm-hmm. do, you, you don't have to say Florida because you're on a Florida radio <laughs> station. That's fine. We'll still come see your show. But is there is there any area that you say, man? You know, we know we're gonna get we're gonna get the fans here. Well, I gotta tell you, Florida is actually we've made this kind of joke each time we come back. But it was you know, there's regions of the country where you kind of you find that you've kind of been neglecting, and for 25 years, you know, yeah. Florida was never was never really a huge a huge spot for us. Yeah. Um, just I don't know, just routing wise, it just was a a tough thing to to get in there but we you know we said we gotta we gotta start doing this and um and, and wanted to and 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 um uh, and so we've been kind of in the last six or seven years 
you know, making sure that we've gotten down um, to at least Orlando and figuring that people could drive from from all points yeah. and get to there fairly easily. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, recently just added Tampa uh, the last few years and had a had a you know fun show, sold out show last last year uh, at the Attic, um, playing you know played Key West and yeah. that was a kick just because we'd never been that far south and um, and and then played Fort Lauderdale um, uh, last year and uh, the Broward Center. Sweet. So trying to trying to put in put in the time and um, yeah and. It, they've been fun shows, you know. The, the fans have fans have showed up. So, well, and, I, I and, remember last year you talking about, and you did. You had several shows with Sister Hazel, um, who is yeah. a uh, a Florida yeah. band from Gainesville. So, uh, I feel like there'd be a lot of crossover as far as the fans, anyways. I know. I'd love to get some shows with them down there, but uh, so you know, so we look we look forward to that. The um, the homecoming, you know, you mentioned the Richmond, yeah. and, you know, there's, there's a lot of places, you know, in the U S uh, that we look forward to getting to. And, and then there's also spots in between that, um, you're not as well known. So you can go from playing, you know, Seattle to two nights in Seattle for, you know, a thousand people or whatever, mm-hmm. and then, you know, start heading, you know, East again, once you've kind of gone, gone up the coast and, and then hit, hit plenty of places where you might bring in a couple, you know, a hundred, 200 people. Yeah. Um, but you know, people always ask me, what's your favorite place? And, and <laughs> it, honestly it, it's corny, but it's my favorite places, you know, wherever there's, you know, people showing up. Yeah. It, it's, it doesn't do us any good to play to an empty room. So, um, it's, uh, no. it's a long day to put those, you know, <laughs> to get those two hours on stage so oh yeah uh, especially when you like you said you have nobody to play to it's 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 a real long two hours that's for sure <laughs> yeah yeah so you know you can go through a lot of those kind of uh those swings where you've got your denvers your seattles um you know and then uh you get as you get closer to home uh through the midwest and then up into new england where mm-hmm. we do well philly and boston and, and burlington and uh, you know, um, you know, Baltimore, mm-hmm. DC. You know, those those shows are all kind of packed into that November December time frame, and yeah. so it's it's kind of it's kind of a nice way to end the tour year with yeah. some of your you know uh, the more crowds that are more you know familiar with you. Right, right. Well, so I noticed uh, actually. Um, I will say, if listeners couldn't make it out to concerts this last year or the year before that. They can they can always buy the digital download on Carbon Le- uh, Carbon Leaf's website. That's right. Uh, now is that uh, every major concert you guys do? Uh, you put on there, or is it select <coughs> select shows? No, we record each each show. The audio, uh, yeah, it's a it's a board feed and and then a couple of room mics. So it's um, you know, it's kind of a glorified bootleg. Uh, and um, yeah, we yeah we just started recording the shows a couple of years back, and and we have a little ten USB stick burner that uh, we set up, and after the show, our our sound man takes the uh, the data and sequences everything out and puts it uh, puts it together on a USB stick, and we sell it after the show. So nice, nice. Now I know, and, and then we post it, then we post it online, so you can get it online if you want. Yeah, yeah. So you got all the way back 2013. So you've got all those six years 
on there yeah. as far as as far as shows. And uh, how did? Because I actually asked. We had a band of heathens on a couple months ago, and and they they do the same thing. Uh, I sort of wondered how did you guys start doing that? Who suggested it? Where where'd that idea come from? As far as you know, maybe we should yeah. just put all these on online. Maybe we should record them. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think I think it was just just kind of bubbled up, uh, you know, among our team, kind of in discussion about what we can what we can provide, uh, you know, merchandise wise, and 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 also the the need uh, to record the shows. I think we'd been recording the shows anyway, just for archive purposes. But then we were like, you know, is there any way we can just you know offer this offer this up? Um, and once we started thinking about the process and logistically how it would be done, taking taking the recording and, and putting it into Pro Tools after the show, and how long does that take to 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 kind of put a little polish on it yeah. and, and 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 sequence out the tracks, get it into a CD. I mean, get it into a you know a burner and and then you know have that out of the merchandise. Like yeah. how long would that take? So we we kind of ran the fire drills on it and. Um, Doug, our, our engineers, is pretty good. So as soon as the show's done, you know, it takes them about 10 or 15 minutes to, to deliver them to the merch table. So. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's a it's a great thing to add, especially, I mean, bo- both <laughs> in, the, in the concept, if somebody can't go to the show, they really <clears throat> wanted to go to the show, they can listen to it, you know, afterwards. Yeah. And then the people that obviously you want to remember that 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 concert that you were a part of that you were there it's it's better than a t-shirt in a lot of ways um you know yeah exactly and and some people you know and, and right now it's just a weird weird world with with music and kind of consume consumption habits you know some yeah. people listen to cds still some people listen to streaming only some people will take us you know usb and load it into their itunes so yeah. just having all those things available is you know, smart. Definitely, definitely. Well, uh, while you're on tour, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a food guy as well. I love asking food questions. That's right. To all my guests, okay. and I gotta wonder. Uh, aside from the fun of having people show up at your your gigs and, and loving shows because of that, are there any cities out there that you get excited that you're like, I gotta stop here for some type of food. Hmm. I gotta I, there there's this place that I've gotta go. Are there any cities out there that that you've got circled because of that? Hmm. Oh well yeah, yeah, you would get you'd probably get some better answers with some of the guys if they were on the phone here, but um, <laughs> uh, there's a you know, there's a few places like that. Um, we've long since kind of um, peeled peeled off our kind of days off on the road so we don't have as much leisure time yeah uh, to to hit hit places that we you know have frequented but you know like breakfast stops used to be like a real big deal for yeah. us um because um it's just kind of it's one of those things that you don't you don't get very often to do like we call it a sit down you very know true um so uh there was one place goldie's uh in boise uh, Idaho mm-hmm. that was a favorite uh, of ours and kind of one of the um, just just an amazing breakfast place like they even had like Bon Appetit like in their had an article and they were like in the top 10 best breakfast place yes! and so we um, 
Well, yeah. I mean, it, it better be pretty good if it's out in Boise. That's that's out of most people's way. So, <laughs> right, and it's out of our, you know. And so we play, and when we play Boise, we're you know, out west, and everything's just so far away. Yeah, logistically, travel wise. So we're always trying to figure out our schedule, uh, working backwards from <laughs> eating at Goldie's. Yeah, it's like our our one our one breakfast stop. Uh, one sit down. Well, so. I will say I'll add in for both of them since you were talking about Florida and adding in locations. Yeah. Uh, they're they're over they're all over the place now, but they started in in Jacksonville Metro Diner. If you haven't been to a Metro Diner, they they make some pretty mean breakfast. And then in Fort Lauderdale, you said you played there, the Floridian yeah. in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, both of those outstanding breakfast i'll put them up against anything i will in in florida that's 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 some go-to's right there but the floridian the floridian in fort lauderdale that sounds familiar i wonder if we've been there before you you might have it's a 24-hour place uh it's it's right there on 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 the strip there of of uh um uh, now the the road is escaping me, but uh, yeah. it's it's the main strip of most of your clubs, your bars that aren't on the beach on A one A. So it's uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a good place. But uh, I was gonna say the same thing. Now what then, about when you guys and Skipper and then Skipper Smokehouse is pretty good. The last time we ate there, <laughs> Skipper Smokehouse in the in okay. I have and luckily we're playing there. I was about to say I was like that's that's not too far. I hope I hope you wrote that in as part of the deal. Free food. Uh, <laughs> I think that's part of. I think that's definitely part of the deal. Nice. Uh, so when you're at home, in the hometown of Richmond, uh, what what's what's your go-to spot in Richmond? Hmm. Oh boy. What is my go-to spot? <laughs> Wait, what? Are you a home eater? Do you just make food on your own, or do you do you ever? Yeah, yeah. Usually when I'm in Richmond, I'm. Um, like I'm, I don't really. I, I kind of live in a, like five different places. So when I'm in Richmond, I'm I'm in the studio and I'm working. Yeah. And and our studio is is um, a separate building um, on our guitarist's uh, property. And so um, my ritual there is just to go go into their kitchen when it's when it's low traffic and make make my own make my own breakfast. Oh, come on. If I'm there, if I'm still there by dinner time, they usually invite me in. <laughs> <laughs> Let the vagabond come in and eat with us. He can come in. Uh, yeah. Now, last year uh, when we talked, uh, we talked about the concert you guys played at Bonview School. Mm. Now, I, I don't want to start any controversy, but I didn't see any concert footage from this school venue this year. Nope. Were, were you invited back, or did did you not have time to put it in the schedule this year? Wait now, which which school are you referencing? The Bonview School. That was the one that I saw on on Instagram, uh, where you had some. There were some very young tykes there. Uh, looking. Oh, the <laughs> yeah, right, right. But, yeah, that was uh, yeah last year in Richmond. Yeah, um, that was Jay. Uh, that was uh, was it two years ago now? That was Jason. Uh, Jason is a, a former drummer of ours and friend, and uh, and his kids were uh we're at bonview and um we actually <laughs> forgot that it was called bonview we we played three schools that day oh man um, it was a whole tour in one it day it was terry's terry's kids were at one school carter's kids at another and then uh 
and then Jason. <laughs> um, it is so. I tell you, that is an intimidating gig when you're playing in front of uh, when you're playing in front of you know two, three, four, five year olds. <laughs> you got you got to be an entertaining. You got to you got to bring it. They got to have it some is, flash and flair, or they're not going to be interested. Nope. So. It is hard. It is it is hard. <laughs> so, but yeah, to answer, to answer your question, you know, we now that I think about it, we haven't been. Oh, there you go. Well, you know, maybe maybe next year, maybe you can get a couple of schools on there. But uh, speaking speaking of gigs, I noticed I was perusing the Carbon Leaf uh, YouTube videos, and I actually came across several videos. They actually really nice done, nicely done of a house party uh, that you guys played last year. It's a real fantastic setup. You were in the back backyard um, of this, this yeah, house. And uh, I, I heard one of the songs, I, I watched all the videos from one of the songs that you actually played was uh, Sympathy for the yeah. Devil, uh, Rolling Stones. <laughs> and you said you hadn't played it in like 20 years. Uh, yeah. But I got to be honest, it sounded great. Yeah. I mean, well, do you ever throw in a random cover like that on tour, or is it just all, all carbon? Hmm. You're very generous. I, I'm not so sure. Oh no, it I'm sounded not, good. I'm not so it, sure we did did it justice, but it had been a long had been a long time. <laughs> um, we, uh, you know, we we used to do a lot of covers. We actually started that way when we were in college. Yeah. So um, we moved away from it, and and that was actually one of the ones we used to play. But um, we moved away from it. Just because we had so much, yeah, such a catalog uh, stuff, stuff that we were writing and you know just working on, and and it's the, the covers just kind of got pushed out. Um, yeah. there's been talk, you know, this year of maybe you know bringing, you know, adding adding in some some cover stuff, but yeah, once you kind of get into your catalog and you're like, we have, you know, we have. Uh, a good show and and some with with what we have and yeah. our and our fans aren't turning their nose up at it so you kind of just gravitate towards doing your own thing they got it um but uh but i think covers are a nice commercial if you can find something that everybody agrees on well i'm just saying just as a curveball somewhere you might want to throw it back in there i think i think it would work you, it's a you good, think so it well it's a good spin you know the way that you guys as far as your you know your type of rock it obviously isn't the same as sort of that uh from that album as far as rolling stone so you get this more folksy uh you know acoustic celtic feel to it but it's still got that it's still got that good rhythm and i think if it just it 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 worked i was i was i was intrigued i liked it i liked it well thanks i've been listening to some rolling stones recently uh have uh have ones now that i want to i want to try out <laughs> i want to try out like street fighting man yeah. or, or jumping jumping jack flash those are yeah. pretty fun yeah definitely definitely well i also noticed in the video um i noticed tendonitis brace for your elbow shoot shoot me straight how how's yeah. the elbow is it is it okay I, it's taking its sweet time, that's for sure. If you've ever had, uh, yeah, if you've ever oh, had the old, I've had a elbow, lot of different tendonitis in my day, a lot of different ones, and elbow has been one of them. Yeah, it. They. I mean, I've, I've, I've been to acupuncturist for it. I've, I've put tiger balm on it. I've crushed aspirin and put it, wrapped it on my arm. And, uh, Girl, come on. and it'll, it'll come and go. It's weird. Yeah. But, uh, 
So right now I'm I'm doing like the the patient, you know, sit there with a squeeze ball and a rubber band and yeah. just kind of like working those those hand muscles and uh and uh it's getting better. It's just taking a long time. Mm. That is a that is a that's annoying. That's, a, that's a It is it is extremely annoying, you know. It's, a, it's to make you constantly aware of uh <laughs> Yeah, picking up a jug of milk or something, you're like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I also noticed, this is the thing I always bring up. I noticed you go back and forth in the beard mm. game. You go time to time, you grow out your beard. Now, is that, uh, Terry yeah. seems consistently beard. He's always, yeah. he's always got one. Is there a pattern? Is it a seasonal beard that you have? Or is mm. it just however you feel? Yeah, it is not really planned out. It's just, it really, <laughs> oh. It's kind of more of an extension of what my my schedule is. There you so, go. I mean, there'll be you know, in two months I'll look in the mirror and I'll have a beard. And <laughs> it'll be because because we, usually if I'm on tour, I'm not going to shave. Right. Um, I think I did a couple of year tours ago, um, but it's uh, it's really not so much growing a beard as it is not making the time to shave. They that's that's why I've had a beard for the last 15 years, not making the time to shave. <laughs> well, I hope you're trimming it. I do. I do occasionally, but uh, listeners know from the Instagram videos of the past that uh last year I I got a little lazy. It got pretty long there in the middle and then I was like, "You know what? People might start mistaking me for a wizard. I should probably just probably yeah. shave this every now and then." Um, yeah. But let's let's uh, let's talk uh, let's talk the uh, anniversary and the gathering. So you released the gathering, uh, the newest album. And for the uh, listeners that are watching on Instagram, I, I'm holding the CD up right That's now. A fact. You, uh, it's a collection, five songs available right now on the uh, website uh, carbonleaf.com. There. Uh, so first, I got to ask, uh, what was the decision as far as far as five songs? Hmm. As far as those five. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we just started thinking it. we had, um, you know, we had been releasing a new project like every eight months since mm -hmm. 2000, since 2010. We just got on this tear where we were doing, um, you know, seven song, nine song, ten song um, albums. And we had kind of crested in 2013 with two full length albums, six months apart. Yeah. Um, Ghost Dragon, Attack's Castle and Constellation Prize. Yeah. And so we had, you know, we just were working so hard. And um, by the end of that year, we were like, man, we've just released eight projects, you know, in the last, um, you know, handful of years. What do we what do we do now? Yeah. And and that's when um, not, you know, the opportunity kind of came up to say, you know, let's let's do these re-recordings on um, a few albums from our label years. Right. Um, and so we did those. And uh, we were kind of uh, again. It was like it was time to write some new material. Yeah. And and I was just sitting there thinking, you know, what's what's interesting to me right now, and yeah. uh, the idea of making a little bit more stripped down um, acoustic type of album, at mm -hmm. least from our our perspective, um, and uh, and just coming up with this this theme of 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 community um you know the election it just you know happened and mm -hmm. the, everything just seems really weird with the with the country and um yeah. we were yes! you know we were thinking you know how do i we were just thinking in terms of uh, just uh being hmm, more community minded and 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 that's when the 
and then and then uh, and then the year before that we'd actually taken a year off from from the road for a lot of it and i, yeah. and I so i was kind of in this kind of hunting and pecking mode where i was gathering ideas and so the the two the gathering kind of became a, a dual symbol of, of of gathering ideas and 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 kind of the, a gathering of a community and and what that means and thinking in terms of carbon leaf and the fans and the relationship there yeah that that uh we wanted to make something that was a little kind of folk oriented and um and i was also kind of going through some things with uh, you know my mother's death and there just a lot of um a lot of a lot of that baggage that you're bringing into the work yeah. um so uh, the idea of just making this um series of albums um under the gathering banner that were similar in theme and spirit uh that dealt with some of those some of those all those kind of issues um in terms of uh, family and gathering and community uh that we would just make a nice four kind of like a four season cycle of it yeah. um and make each album smaller um and make it a five song kind of statement uh and that was also in reaction to you know look just thinking about albums and did we want to commit to you know a t 11 or 12 song kind of album as as things shift mm. culturally and technologically and you know is is that are we offering up too much for someone to consume yeah uh, at, at one time so there's a lot of these issues that we're thinking about and and you know some of my favorite albums are like these five song six song eps you know where yeah. you can I joke it's kind of like the commuter record, you know, you pop it in, you drive to work and it's done and you're you're exactly. you're where you need to be, you know. And so that appealed to me and I wanted to make a statement that, you know, felt great at 22 minutes long. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where that's the long answer of kind of where it was born. Very nice. Well, so now am am I just really bad at finding music? Uh am I wrong <laughs> that the gathering is not on on streaming services? Hmm. Yeah, not yet. We've we've we it it will be. We just we're trying to look at some options in okay. terms of the digital distribution and and how we want to how we want to host that. Whether we want to just do it ourselves and put it up on TuneCore and have yeah, it, you know, blast it out. Um, so we're we're taking our time with it. Yeah, and um, you know, we appreciate fans' patience on that. But right now, it's just digitally or or physical right now. Well, I thought it, you know it was. Yeah, for me, and this was what I thought at first when I saw that, was that it was part of that idea, sort of that gathering, that community, you know, getting yeah. a physical copy and being part of that that yeah. group. And it know. and it and it definitely was. And and you know, we developed this kind of um, you know this Crowfoot and Key Society, you yeah. know, which, which we introduced the music through through that, where it was kind of like a fan club of sorts where you could get the music early but you get it in physical form and um that was a very big part of it when i was thinking about uh, how do we even release music nowadays you know yeah. do, you, do you do you even make something physical or do you just record it throw it on the internet so yeah. the more i got to thinking about that i was like what would be the most what if we what if we just ran in that opposite direction of where things are going and like what would be the most physical form that you could you know package something in right and and the idea you know came to you know put it stick it in a book and so we we did some experimenting with that and just kind of having fun with it yeah 
Yeah, now, so you've played, uh, I think, m- most of these songs, right? Uh, all the songs from the, the album in concert. Have you noticed uh, people really gravitating uh, towards any one of the particular uh, five songs on the uh, on the album? Hmm. Uh, there's a song, uh, well, there's a couple of songs that, well, first of all, you know, the album is, um, while it kind of tackles some, some heady you know emotional kind of subject matter it's it's done in a a kind of energetic way you know yeah. some there's some rootsy bluegrass style in some of the songs and carter's fiddle playing has really come along in the last couple of years so some yeah. of the songs kind of feature feature some of that and gives gives the music a lot of level uh, a lot of levity that that kind of counterbalances some of the the lyrical stuff um so come sunday morning is a good is a kind of good song that kind of hits you know good and fast and is in and out yeah um gifts from the crows is a is one that uh closes the album that uh, we had been playing unplugged at the end of the night and that's yeah. kind of a nice special moment um so yeah you always hope that there's one or two from the project that sticks out right Right, right. Well, I mean, you know, as this one goes, it's like you said, you sort of presented it as far as the whole group together and and the way that it sort of flows into itself as those five songs works very nicely. Thank you. Uh, um, Now, I also noticed inside the album, you've got a list of about, from what I counted... 461 people Hmm. thanking them for being a part uh, of of gathering volume yeah. one there. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's a little sad. Even though I didn't expect my name to be there, it's a little sad that I didn't see it there. Yes! Um, is there Wait. anything I can do to get on that list for volume two? Is that <laughs> is that is that part of the secret club that I'm missing out on again? Is that? I, yeah, I think that's probably the Crowfoot and Key Society. Oh, oh, gosh. I knew it. I knew I should have joined when I said it last year, and now I'm missing out. Okay, all right. If uh, you if you bring a, if you bring a copy to the next show, we'll we'll put your name on it. In, oh, personalized. In, Wait, what? Oh my gosh. Yes, <laughs> right. I am bringing it then for sure, definitely. Well, Barry, I want to thank you for coming on the show. It was a pleasure once again, and uh, good luck on the tour. Hopefully our listeners will make it out to the shows. Well, I hope so, and I appreciate the uh, the time. Always a pleasure. Definitely, definitely. Listeners, you can make sure to check them out uh, tonight in Orlando, tomorrow night in Boca Raton, and Friday in Tampa. Uh, you can listen to any of their shows, like we said, on the website and a lot of cool gear as well. You can still get signed copies of the new album, uh, Gathering, on www.carbonleaf.com or follow them on social media at Carbonleaf. Let's take a listen to those two songs that Barry mentioned. Let's take a listen to Come, Come Sunday Morn and Gifts from the Crows right here on the Doc G Show. Shoes by the door Break them in and ask 
boiling fever sweated out To the pales of grief run bottomless on the flames that brought the drought Switch on the bright lights, turn on this town Run me through till I turn to powder and dash me on the ground Leave my blue suede shoes by the door Break them in and ask forgiveness come Sunday morn All these floorboards are barely worn Break them in and ask forgiveness come Sunday morn Break them in and ask forgiveness come Sunday morn Break them in and ask forgiveness come Sunday morn Sing the veil with our stars as we score. 
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Barry Privet, give it up one more time. Fantastic. So glad he got to come on the show before their new yeah. tour. Yeah. Very nice. I hope that tendonitis gets better, and I hope he grows out a really woolly beard on this uh, this tour. Heck yeah. I, because I can. No, I know. Grow one for Justin, for Justin, Barry. Grow one for Justin. Yes! Uh, and again, listeners, keep an eye out on the old Instagram account because we will be giving away one of their albums for free, signed Ooh. by by the whole you, by the whole the whole band, all signed. And not only that, but Terry, their guitarist. Uh, he he does a little doodle with each one of his signatures. Wait, so there's what? a little guy with squirrely hair on the on the CD that Terry drew. Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So thanks to uh, thanks to Carbon Leaf. Hopefully they have a fantastic show. Get out there and see them if you can, uh, yeah. fellas. Do it. Are you ready for the last birthday suit? Let's make it three for three. Definitely. Okay. We're falling back into Dave territory. We're on to an uh, sports. We're on to an athlete. Yes. Here we go. Born in Torrance, California. Hmm. Our birthday suit wearer attended Huntington Beach High School, where he played both basketball and football. He was first team All American in football as a tight end and a linebacker. Jeez. In basketball, he was named the Orange County League MVP, averaging 26 points a game. As a senior, he shared the Orange County High School Athlete of the Year with none other than Tiger Woods. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He ended up going to the University of Cal Berkeley, majoring in communications, and played both football and basketball while he was there. After his junior year, he decided to go to the NFL, where he was drafted 13th. By Wait, is this Tony Gonzalez? What? Oh, Justin breaking in, getting both. Yes. Wow. I was waiting to see who he got drafted by. Tony nice. Gonzalez. Yes. Yeah, I know he played basketball, too. I heard he yeah. was good. He was. He was. He was a baller. So he was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs as tight end. In 2009, he was traded to the Atlanta Falcons. He was a 14-time pro bowler, six first-team all-pro. He is just he's number eight on career career touchdowns and is the highest wow. as a tight end. He is the highest tight end ever as far as touchdowns recorded. Tony Gonzalez. Yes. Dude, happy birthday, T-Gons. Very, very impressive athlete. I didn't know that he was rivaling Tiger Woods there as the... Uh, That's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about that. And those the, That county, you got those two athletes to go up against. There's no way I'm winning county league <laughs> good lord no no thank you well it's not like i got anywhere close in my county either nope. but you know i mean you know just, just saying, saying you know. just saying that that's some stiff competition right there but uh yeah basketball football player of course no doubt will very soon be in the hall of fame uh wait was it this year 
Did he go into the Hall of Fame this year? Yeah, he, he just got into the Hall of That's Fame That's right, this year. yeah. Yep. So congratulations on... Correction. Correction. Birthday and a Hall of Fame. I mean, every year you celebrate it's a birthday, but you know, whatever. Uh, yes, Hall of Famer. I should have put that on the list, too. Hall of Famer as well. Oh, come on. Tony Gonzalez. Good commentator. Good yeah. commentator. Yeah, he is good. Um, okay, guys, that is it. We have we have successfully reached the end of the show. We've made it. We did not wreak havoc on folks. We did not make them force a deadline, and we did deliver a beautiful non-destroying blockbuster. Yes, that's right. It was it was it happened. And no gentlemen. cold shoulder delivered. No cold shoulder only. No cold shoulder at all. On, it was all hot. Only the hottest of shoulders. Only the 80 hottest. Eighty degrees and above. Wow. Mm. I don't know if that's warm enough for me. I'm gonna oh. need a, a, a oh, real real piping hot shoulder. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. Nonetheless, nonetheless, guys. Again, we've got fantastic shows. We've got Tyson Mead coming up on the up and up. Then after that, we've got uh, Big Thunder Rumblefish coming up. I mean, the shows—they're still one after the other, jam packed. They're gonna be fantastic. Yes! Uh, until then, though, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Justin. Virgin Bat Evangelista. Hmm. Yo, it's it's the end, but you know, you know, just just check out the podcast. You know what I'm what? saying? Mm. That was a thought provoking change of mind. That was mind. weird, actually. Yeah. 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 You, it was kind of weird. You changed your you mind. Should just, you should just. Just delete it. Do you want to redo it? <laughs> Justin, do you want uh, to redo no, it? It's okay. Let's keep it. Keep keep the weirdness. That, that was me rewinding. That is you. Okay. You do like being weird, Justin. So we'll keep, keep it. Keep it weird. We're going to keep it weird, just like Portland. All right. And Dave Burles, Berlin. Hmm. Guys, I apologize for Justin. So just forget about that. Enjoy your week. And we'll see you I'm next so week. Sorry. There you go. Thank you, Dave. Thank <laughs> I'm you for, sorry for everything. erasing the weirdness. But until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah. Oh.